Last time I checked, I was still a kid. Childish, childish. This all freaks me out. Childish, oh shit. How can I pet when I'm still a kid? Childish, oh shit. Who the hell decided I was ready for this? Hey, America. And Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands. It's Greg Fitzsimmons. Hello, it's Allison Rosen. What are the Virgin Islands? What does that mean? Why are they called the Virgin Islands? I don't know. Um, and recently on my show, and this is a record in terms of how fast. Last time was a record, but I beat my record in terms of how fast I talked about my show. My other show. This is my show, too. Anyway, um, we had a quiz on what countries legally and illegally have nukes. And of all the people on the show, I did the worst. Like, I could not have come off anymore. Wait, I want to play. Oh, I don't even know if I remember. I believe there are nine nations that possess nuclear capabilities. Yes. And do you know how many of them legally possess nuclear capabilities? Four? It's either five or four. Um, okay. See, I, I'm, 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 I, I'm the wrong person to be uh, giving the quiz because I did so poorly on it. Uh, let, but I'll, I'll see what I can remember. So what, uh, name some countries that you think have nukes. All right. Um, North Korea, Russia, China, U.S., um, Pakistan, India, um, did I say Afghanistan? I don't think you did. Okay, that's it. Israel, right? Israel, right. I don't even know how many that is. That's good. You did well. Um, there were a lot of questions about like how many nukes total in the world and then about countries that have given up nukes. And I mean, there was just a lot. Well, since the cold war ended, we have gotten rid of like 70 or 80% of the nuclear arsenal. Ukraine gave up a lot, which I think was, uh, Maybe not it. Maybe I bet they have some regrets right now. They may be feeling a little bit of a loss of nuclear power at the moment. Yes. But I brought that up just to say. So if I don't know that, I also don't know why we call them the Virgin Islands. Yeah. Virginity is just a construct. That's a thing that people say nowadays. Virgin. Um virgin grass if you plant new grass you call it virgin grass if your hair has never been colored they call that virgin hair and also if a man has never jizzed in your hair it's virgin hair and you have a virgin asshole congratulations thank you see welcome to childish (laughs) where we talk about nothing but raising children dispensing (gasps) advice and wisdom if virginity is just a construct that means I can't claim my butt virginity, and I want to claim it, so I'm going to. Yes, own it. I do, and I get to take that with me yeah. until we've decided I'm like in my 80s, and I'm bored, and I say, you know what? What Throw am I hanging in. on to? It for? Yeah, let's do it. 
Yeah. And then Daniel goes, okay. That's how he's going to, he's going to talk like a parrot when he's (laughs) 85. (laughs) Although he, you know what? I got tired of that sentence halfway through. Can we, uh, can I change the topic real fast? Yes, please. Can I tell you? I married a person who is a very good, very honest person. We've discussed this before Mm -hmm. when we went to Disneyland on the day that Elliot turned three, three, two-year-olds are free. Daniel insisted that we pay for Elliot. And I was like, are you crazy? I was very upset about that. I remember being very upset about it. Everyone was very upset about that. We are giving away a bed. This is not a new bed. It is an old bed. So I'm like, let's just throw it out. Let's just call large item pickup. If we can't just throw it out, let's just goodbye, bed. Leave our house. Not our problem anymore. Yes, it's going to a landfill. Yes, we're bequeathing it to the earth and future generations. Goodbye. I want it out of our house. Daniel instead posts it on the buy nothing boards in our neighborhood. Uh, A lot of people want it. And so now he's like, he had to run an errand where he, anyway, he had to go like buy a piece of plastic to cover it up. And it's turned into this whole thing where he's put time and money into it so that he can give it to someone who wants it, which I think is so nice, but it is so not what I wanted to do with it. No. And now all of a sudden, like a stranger, you're a, you're a minor celebrity. What you're allowing a stranger into your home, giving away your address and your privacy. My privacy. I didn't even think he put an advertisement yeah. on Facebook and invited someone to violate my privacy. Yes. Um, I don't think that they know that it's connected to me. Okay. Uh, God, I hope not. No, it's out. It's outside of our house right now. But was this a bed under. that you guys slept in or is this a kid's bed? It was a bed that we slept in in his apartment. It was his bed. And you've bed. just had it stored this whole time? We had it as a guest bed. He okay. has an emotional attachment to this bed, I think, which is why he wants it's his favorite bed. He yeah. bought this bed when he and his ex broke up. This is he thinks it's the most comfortable bed in the whole world. This is the bed that he and I used to sleep on when we first met. I don't think this is why he loves it. I think he loves it because he just thinks it's the most comfortable. When we moved in together, my bed took over, and then now we have a king bed. He lets me know all the time that no bed is as comfortable as his bed, this one that we're getting rid of. It's been a guest bed in Owen's room this whole time. However, now it's like no one even sleeps on this bed. It's taking up a huge portion of the room. It's time to get rid of it. It's time to get rid of it. I had a bed when I was growing up. My mother was so fucking cheap. I had the same shitty bed from the day I was born until I was in high school. Wow. And, yeah. It was, a shitty, it was a twin bed and it had metal. It had a metal box spring. You know, the like the mesh wire underneath yeah. the mattress. Yeah. Wow. So I would, as a teenage boy, do what teenage boys do in their beds. I imagine, yeah. At night. Mm-hmm. And it was loud. It was loud. So I would lay extremely still. To this day, it's affected how I do it. I would I would have my feet on the headboard on the the baseboard and I would arch my back so I wasn't creaking and <laughs> and I would go very slow mm-hmm. and I thought I was getting away with it so I came home from school one day uh oh and oh, there no. was a bottle of 3M oil 
sitting on my bedside and the bed had been oiled. My mother had oiled the bed because the TV room is underneath my bedroom uh-huh. and they were listening to me masturbate night after night. Are you sure she wasn't just giving that for you to use? No, she had oiled the bed and I think yeah. she left it as a message like, right. we know what you're doing. Yeah, she wasn't giving it to you to masturbate with. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, that, that, that joke execution was poor. No, 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 it, was, it wasn't bad. I think I was so caught up in my shame about the whole thing. I wasn't really listening as well as I could have been. No, I didn't. It's anyway, it's on me. Um, yeah, no, I hear that. And that's awful, Greg. I'm sorry. When do men start masturbating in the shower? I was never a big shower masturbator. Still not? Not a fan. How come? Um, I don't know. I like to get comfortable. I like to chill out. And uh, let's, not, let's not forget about, um, you know, video interactions and oh, such. Oh, you can't do screens. There's no screens in the shower. Right. It's funny that you say you like to get comfortable because what you're describing sounds like the least comfortable. Arching your back and like, you know. Yeah. That situation where you're trying to be so quiet. And you're in like a London bridge formation in your bed, in your creaky bed. Well, that sounds awful. Again, welcome back to Childish. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? What is the matter with us? Why can't we get, we we came up with an idea for a show. We talked about it for a year before we launched it. It was very clear. We are going to talk about our kids. I'm going to teach you how to parent. You're not really buying it. It's kind of that fun little, you know, and instead, we've talked about ass but- sex, <laughs> masturbation. Jesus. This is what we do, Greg. We are a couple of demented fucks. Yeah. And this is pretty much what we talk about most of the time. We also talked about nukes. Don't forget that. So we, we also did. care about- Talked about the, nukes. About, about things occurring on the global stage. Um, Can listen. I just say, I just went to my office uh, bathroom. And uh, and I was at the urinal, and there was a guy at the urinal next to me whose office is right next door to mine. Okay. And he go and and it's always odd when you go to a urinal whether or not you should small talk. Right. And so, you know, I just I said I go, hey, how's it going? He's like, good. He goes, uh, he goes, who is that comedian that did, did that bit about like no no? First he goes, how's your penis? What? I swear to God. And I go, I go, it's it's good. And then I made a joke. I go, you know, my balls are starting to hang a little lower. <laughs> and then he goes, he goes, what? Who was that comic that did that joke about how? Why is it that every time you come, it's just like nothing fun ever comes out, like confetti or sparkles <laughs> or anything? And I said, that's that's kind of funny. And then, uh, and then I left. And I don't talk to him very often. But if it was like the rules changed because we were at a urinal. Yeah, but. We never talk that way. But have you ever talked to another human that way at a urinal? Like, I understand small talk, but is it supposed to be small talk about your penis? Well, if you're in a cigar shop, you talk about cigars, right? It's context, I guess, yeah. And, right, uh, and I, when I go to a gynecology appointment, I talk about my vagina. Right. So I guess it makes sense. Right. And so when... Who, and the, when um, Monica Lewinsky goes to her gynecologist. She talks about cigars and her vagina. Right. Timely. Timely. Um, 
the the best was there's a there's a uh, urinal at the comedy at the improv in L.A. And I walk up to the urinal, and Jackie Flynn is already at the urinal next to me. But there's there's a divider wall between the urinals, mm-hmm. and he just ta- he taps on it, and he goes, "Don't you hate these things?" <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so, who is who is the comedian who has that joke? You it sounds know? like a Louis C.K. joke, doesn't it? Maybe, but I've heard it, and no, I guess I have heard some Louis Keys, Louis C.K. stuff. Yeah. Um, hmm. Anyway, yeah, back to us and Childish. We are, we are, we are just doing what we do. I yeah. think trying to rein us in when we tried to rein ourselves in, that's where we went wrong. But we do talk about parenting and we are going to talk about parenting. Right. It's virgin territory. That's so right. Far. But you know what I want to talk about? What? It's hard to imagine, Greg, but spring is almost here. Jesus, We're I know. We're so close to feeling that soft grass under our feet. Oh. But first, we need to get our lawn back. Thankfully, Gotta. Sunday gets your lawn growing, helps you keep it healthy all season long. If you're worried about all the chemicals you're using to keep your yard looking its best, uh, you need to get Sunday. It's different. They're on a mission to change how people care for their lawns. Uh, you don't have to choose between having a beautiful yard and keeping your family out of harm's way uh, because Sunday can help you grow a beautiful lawn without the guesswork or the nasty chemicals. Their custom plans include fertilizer and everything you need to easily care for your lawn with ingredients like seaweed, iron, and molasses so you can feel mm. good with kids and pets. I know you delicious sounding you can feel good with your kids and your pets being around uh and by the way this is something that someone like me who's i'm not handy and i'm not particularly strong and i don't care who knows it you just strap it onto your hose and then someone like me again not handy not strong also i'm quite lazy i can do it myself and now my lawn has you got a beautiful lawn you Allison Rosen have a gorgeous green, lush, thick lawn. It's lush and it's thick. All you have to do is visit GetSunday.com, put in your address, and their lawn analysis tool does the rest. They they then use soil and climate data to create a personal nutrient plan delivered to your door when you need it. Just attach the ready-to-use pouch to a garden hose and spray. It takes less than 15 minutes, and Sunday is offering our listeners 20% off. Full-season plans start at just $119, and you can get 20% off when you visit GetSunday.com slash Childish20 at checkout. That's 20% off your custom plan plan at getsunday.com slash childish20. My dad died a long time ago. Suddenly, out of nowhere, heart attack. He was 52 years old. Left behind a couple kids, three kids, three, I think, and uh, a wife. Luckily, he had life insurance. And my mother collected a check that has allowed her to live comfortably Ever since, it was a life changer. It was literally, and for not a lot of money a month, and he, he, he thought of that, and what a loving thing to do for your family. Now, if you're going to do it, you got to do it right. You got to use, I, you know, I got my life insurance through a broker, but it wasn't the, it wasn't the, it wasn't policy genius, and I feel bad that it wasn't because I think I could have gotten an even better deal. Because Policy Genius, they look—it's one-stop shop. 
You click the description and you head to policygenius.com, answer a few questions. In minutes, you can compare personalized quotes from top companies to find your lowest price. You could save, ready, 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. The team of licensed experts at Policy Genius will help you understand your options and apply for the policy you choose. The Policy Genius team works for you, not the insurance companies. You can trust them to offer unbiased help and advocate for you at every step until you are covered. No extra fees. They don't sell your info to third parties. Policy Genius has thousands of five-star reviews across Google and Trustpilot. They have helped over 30 million people to shop for insurance, placed over $120 billion in coverage. It is really amazing. It's time to do it. Um, maybe you have a loved one who it doesn't even have to be kids. You know, you could, if you have anybody depending on you, it's time to get yourself some life insurance. So head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quote. See how much you can save. Are you... Seeing a lot of people unmasking indoors now that we Yeah, I just went to Ralph's supermarket and most of the people did not have masks on. And it was very freeing, but yet I felt a little trepidatious. Believe me, I've been traveling around the country for the last year. They're not wearing masks Okay, in Lexington, Kentucky, in Chicago, in New York, <laughs> in Connecticut. What's happening? I don't know. I like it. I like but, it. It's spicy. Uh, but LA was the last place to still be wearing masks, and now suddenly we are we are undonning them. Yes, uh, I have not been anywhere in uh, since this all started. So for me, it's brand new to see people not wearing masks, and I find myself getting emotional. It's weird. It's not an intellectual thing. It's like just a physical. Uh, this emotion is coming over me, and I and I feel like is it safe to feel like what's happening. My uh, phone is ringing, and it went up on my computer for some reason. Sorry. That's okay. Should we take it on the show? Yeah. Oh, it's too late. I already sent it to voicemail. Oh, Shit. okay. Who was it? I don't know, but this other guy texted me. His, this is annoying. Um, he texted me that uh, he's a realtor in my neighborhood, and he oh. wants to sell my house. Fuck off. I, I just wrote to him, fuck off. I keep getting these, but for real estate that I own in Florida, but I don't own real estate in Florida. Oh, you should. It's great. I bet. I bet. I mean, real estate in market. Florida has tripled in the last five years. Really? Tripled. I wish I, I wish I owned real estate in Florida. I really need to get on this owning real estate somewhere else situation. Um, yes. So anyway, yeah, I, I like my, 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 my being or some part of me is like, is it? Are we there yet? Or is it now safe to feel like this is behind us? Because it so. seems like it. I think so. But there's a part of me that's like, or is this just a window and there's another surge happening? But I well, mean, I China guess regardless, just, who cares? Uh, I know. They're shut down again. Yeah, they shut down a big city, some, some, uh, a number of Shenzhen millions of people. Yeah, which is, I don't even know what to do with that information other than just be a little worried about it. Ugh. Mm. Yeah. No fun. That's no fun. But you know what is fun, Greg? What? News. Oh boy. Time for the news.
Hey, uh, did you hear? Well, first of all, before we do the news, I want to give a shout out to um, savethechildren.org forward slash Ukraine hyphen donate. If you want to go there, you can, uh, it's a great way. They're the best place to donate money to, uh, you know, war-torn areas and um, to help out the children. So Childish is, is asking you to donate some money to savethechildren.org. There's a story about a baby. The mom, uh, I guess, had gone to the doctor, and uh, the doctor told her, Katie Harley, a 23-year-old substitute teacher and mother of six-month-old Eliza, recorded a video of her daughter sampling her first steak filet and shared the moment on TikTok to her friends and family to see. Harley did not expect the clip to go viral, with some commenters accusing her of feeding Eliza a bloody steak, all because they didn't like the pink tone inside the filet. Um, so, unbeknownst to common commenter, commenters, Harley served steak to Eliza after her daughter's pediatrician recommended it for a baby's growth and development. Um, I have some questions. I don't know if you know the answer. How mushed up was this steak? Like six months. I mean, I guess you're eating solids, but you're not doing a lot of chewing at six months. I think she said the baby like chewed, gummed on it for a while, and then she didn't have any teeth, and so okay. uh, she got she got tired of it. She didn't so eat the, it. So the issue, because I, so the issue was that it wasn't cooked through enough. Yeah. Settle down, everyone. Settle down. Settle down is what I have to say about that. My father used to eat raw hamburger meat. He also died at 52 years old. Yeah, but that policy that he left your mom. What a loving, what a loving guy. And you know what? Someday my mom will die and I will get that money that he left her from the insurance policy. I mean, it's a gift that keeps on giving. Wait, he really ate. Are you talking about steak tartare or are you talking about like he would get raw hamburger meat and eat it? He would just eat raw hamburger meat. Like if my mom was making hamburgers, he would grab some and he would put it in his mouth and he would eat it. That seems gross to me. That's gross. Yeah. Yeah. I did eat. Do you know what pancetta is? Sure. I thought it was prosciutto and I ate it one time. And uh, I was like, this is very slimy and has no flavor. It's but bacon, it, basically, it, right? Yeah, and it was un- so I ate raw bacon. Yeah, and it was. I don't recommend it. It was not good. I didn't get worms though or anything, so I feel like I lucked out. My wife and I, one of our biggest conflicts in our life, and this is, speaks highly of our marriage. That this is our <laughs> biggest conflict is uh, how how much f- meat is cooked. I like oh. shit rare. I like pink. I like red. I like blood. Mm. She is so worried about ever getting sick from undercooked meat that, I mean, a piece of, here's the thing about a piece of salmon. If you cook it just right and it's pink and soft inside, it's so fucking delicious. All you got to do is throw some butter, salt and pepper on it. You're good to go. Bake it with some vegetables, maybe. Nice. But if you overcook it, it gets fucking dry and and flavorless. Yes, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I am pretty much, uh, I like things on the more rare side. I don't get concer- overly concerned about 
the temperature of things and about like, oh, the chicken's not cooked enough or the eggs are not cooked enough, things like that. That being said, I will experience like a bout of throwing up, not often, but on the on occasion, if I like throw up or have diarrhea or something, I never then tie it back to what did I eat. So for all I know, I am suffering the consequences of these things and just not uh, learning from it. So you get diarrhea and then diarrhea is like a murder mystery. Like you find it's true it, crime. It's true crime. You were oh trying God, to find podcast. out how the diarrhea happened. Yes. You got to you got to interview people. Mm-hmm. You have to go back in time. Yes. You got to you got to take a healthy whiff. Yeah. My feeling uh and it's a gut thing, no pun, is that when you have explosive diarrhea, whatever when you there's a usually a certain food that when you think about it, you're like, "Ugh." It's got to have been that. I feel like, yeah, then you know. Whatever food you think about and you're like, oh, that one turns my stomach. It's yeah, part of that. yeah. I, I eat a lot of street meat, which in LA, in LA, there's these trucks. Mm-hmm. And then they set up a grill outside the truck on the sidewalk. And they have a skewer and they slice the meat off this. It's, it's uh, usually uh, pork. And they mm-hmm. slice it off the skewer and they make tacos and burritos out of it. And they call it street meat. And there's no running water. No one's wearing gloves. There's no way to wash your hands. And Mm. these guys are there for about 11 hours at a shot. And I go eat it on a regular basis. How's your tummy? I've never had diarrhea from it. Yeah, I mean, it's hot. So you got to assume the path. We're not doctors. You got to assume the pathogens are being cooked out, right? And there's a line, so it's not like the food's never sitting there. They cook it, they yeah. serve it, you eat it, you have some diarrhea. Yeah. You move on. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're fine. Um, you got any new yeah. stories? I, I sure do. I just want to say, overcooked salmon, I agree, it's pretty inedible. It's the worst. Well, so where does Aaron come down on sushi? Loves it. Uh, I don't know if you heard this story, Greg, but a teacher in Mississippi was fired for reading a book to children called I Need a New Butt. Really? Uh, Yes. And this is a book that we actually have. And I tried to go find it before the show. I tried to be prepared. Um, No, that's not that's not even true. I mentioned it to you and you said, yeah, why don't you go try to find it? So I wasn't even prepared. And then I couldn't find it because we have like a mountain of children's books in a number of different uh, bookshelves. And I said to Elliot, hey, Elliot, do you know where I need a new butt is? And he said that he could help me find it when he's done eating. (laughs) (laughs) He essentially told me to take a number. So Was he um, eating steak? (laughs) He was eating a raw steak. Yeah. Raw hamburger meat. Um, so anyway, uh, but this is a book where the, the main character realizes that his butt has a crack in it. So he feels like he needs to go find a new one. Uh, and it's a, it's a silly, goofy book. But so anyway, um, this guy, Toby Price, uh, read this book to 240 second graders on read across America day. And, uh, he, so the teacher was out, but Toby price, an assistant principal at Gary road elementary school, who was in his office, stepped in to read to these kids who were expecting a book. And he quickly picked up this book. I need a new book by Don McMillan and started reading to these 240 kids. Uh, he's been teaching for 240 years. Uh, and so, (laughs) 
What? He's been teaching for 240 years? What? <laughs> My God, you'd think he would have learned something. And I that's know. Quite a, that's quite a stretch. Right. He's quite a veteran teacher. No. Where did I get that? 240 children. He's been teaching for 20 years. No. Uh, I bet it feels like 240 years sometimes, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, the district superintendent called him into her office as soon as he was done and told him he was being placed on leave. Uh, two days later, he was accused of breaking the Mississippi I educator. Lo- I love that phrase, placed on leave. Yeah. Isn't that just being told to leave? You're not placed on leave. Yeah. You're, you have to leave. Yeah. Placed on, right, right. Placed on, what is placed on leave? I think placed on leave is like, we're putting your employment on hold. You're not being fired yet, but it's around the, it's a, it's a, it's around the bend. It's like when a cop shoots an unarmed motorist, they get put on leave. And all I picture is a guy in a fucking, in a, in a cop uniform playing golf <laughs> for a few weeks. Still being paid. Yeah. yeah. Um, two days later, he was told he was accused of breaking the Mississippi Educator Code of Ethics and he was fired. Um, he said that he expected a write up. He did not expect to get ter- terminated. He cried the entire way home. Um, the superintendent called the book inappropriate, uh, pointing to references to flatulence and noting that it described butts in various colors, shapes, and sizes. Uh, and that the school officials told him that they feared complaints from parents and said that he had been unprofessional. And what that says to me is that maybe they didn't even get complaints. They just were fearing complaints. They feared it. And that's yeah. the problem with society today is actions are taken based on fears of complaints. Right. And complaints come from a very small sliver of the population. And who cares? Right. Why do you care? Why do networks care so much about what somebody might complain about? Who cares about that person? So uh, Price, he's the teacher who was fired, told the Times literacy instruction was crucial at his school in a county where more than 21 percent live under the poverty line. We have a lot of reluctant readers, he said. I am a firm believer that reluctant readers need the silly, funny books to hook them in. And I agree with that. You know, we have the book. It's it's a it's a pretty lighthearted, silly book. Um, and I think that books that are kids at that age, they want to talk and and adults at my age, they want to talk about butts and farts and silly stuff and it keeps their interest and right. it makes them giggle and it makes them pay attention. And this is like kind of ridiculous. Is this guy going to get his job back or is this Well, like he has deal? a lawyer and they're going to fight the firing. So there's enough outcry and it's making enough news that I think he's got a shot at getting his job back. I've never, there's only two states I've never been to and Mississippi is one of them. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've been to it either. Not in well, a huge Well, you should rush. go. Not yeah. a huge rush. Do you think they would enjoy your comedy? Yeah, I think there's probably some cool towns in Mississippi. What do I know? I mean, what's I can't judge state? it having never been there. Yeah, what? what's the other what's the other state you've not been to? New Mexico. Oh, I've been there I w- a long, long time ago. I went there. I feel like it's really had a resurgence. Uh, I know a woman who uh is like by coastal, not by coastal, by town. She L.A. and Albuquerque. No, Santa Fe, Albuquerque, Santa Fe. I don't know, but it's supposed to be enchanting and amazing and beautiful, and people fucking love New Mexico. Yeah, people love it. The guy, um, 
I played golf with the guy from Breaking Bad. You know the the uh, Mike, the guy, the bald guy who's like Jonathan the fixer. Banks. Yeah, I play golf with him. You play golf with Jonathan Banks, and I'm only finding out now. Yeah, and he uh, he has a house in uh, New Mexico, and he goes back. Yeah, because they shoot there. Yeah, that's so cool. But he how loves did you, it. How he did you it. meet him? There was um, SAG. SAG after does a big golf tournament charity event every year at Riviera, which is like the nicest country club in LA. It's beautiful. And so I went out there the day of the tournament and there was clouds hanging in the sky and they were predicting rain. And uh, for days they were like, there's going to be a heavy storm on Monday. So I show up and uh, I got there early and I went to the driving range and he was there and um, we hit balls and we talked and we laughed and, uh, um, and then they rained, and then we played a few. We, we only played nine holes, and then the rain was so bad that everybody was lit. It was like standing in a shower. Mm-hmm. That's how heavy it was. And then the guys I was playing with were like, I'm not going to say which network, but they're, but one guy is the president of a network. Wow. And he continued playing in the pouring rain because he wanted to win the tournament. Yeah. And he was the only one that finished. And he <laughs> texted me later saying, We won. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, and we? you have the flu, and I I quit after nine. But thanks. <laughs> mm. Boy, oh boy, all oh, that the rain. Stories. Oh, all the that stories. Rain. All that rain could really ruin a hairdo, but not if you use. This is not my quality segue work, but. It still is a decent segue. Look, there's no one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to hair care, Greg. A product that works wonders for curls might make straight hair limp and greasy. Thanks to my personalized pros routine, I can honestly say I've never been more in love with my hair. Because, look, I have naturally curly hair, but I straighten it. Uh, But I want some volume, but I still want it to be shiny and smooth. There's a, there's a lot that I demand from my hair care. Pros makes custom hair care that's effective because it's personal. Using natural ingredients with proven results, Pros customizes every product in your routine from shampoo to supplements. And also, when you fill out the questionnaire and you let, I mean, and it's detailed, you let them know the texture of your hair and they give you, they explain how to figure out the specific texture if you don't know. And then you let them know your zip code because it is uh, geared towards the specific like weather and the in, the environment where you live has a lot to do with your personal hair care and what they want, what they think that you need and what you need. And also the fragrances. Oh my God. I think it is a French perfumier. I cannot say that word. Um, but that you, I have now had multiple different fragrances uh, from them and they all smell so good. As a carbon neutral certified B Corp, Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash childish. That's pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash childish for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. And then I also want to tell you about Dame. Greg, I'm going to tell you a factoid 
that's going to knock your socks off and oh bum you out. Get ready Jeez. to knock to be sockless and sad. Women are four times more likely than men to say sex is, quote, not at all pleasurable in mm. the past year. Mm. Well, Dame is here to close the pleasure gap. Dame Products is a woman-founded company making toys for sex that close the pleasure gap, developed and tested by real people with vulvas in Dame Labs. They've engineered to bring your solo and coupled play to new heights. They offer great gifts for your partner, great gifts for yourself, they're making the world a happier place one vagina at a time uh they have some that was uh, my that was my motto in college by the way really yeah one vagina at a time yeah did you have a thing over your bed that was like over this many vaginas served because you should have if you didn't and i also had like a um a, a line very low to the ground that said if you're not taller if your vagina is not taller than this line you cannot go on the ride I, that's good. And I just want to give a particular shout out to Eva, the couple's vibrator, which has these little flexible wings. So it, it just tucks right under your labia for total, a total hands-free situation. So you can be uh, involved in something intimate and you can use your hands to check Twitter. <laughs> Go to dameproducts.com slash childish today for 15% off site-wide. Again, go to dameproducts.com slash childish today for 15% off site-wide. Well, you know, it sounds like fun. It sounds like fun. It's fun. Uh, what's your high this week? I, th- I agree that it's it is probably for- that vibrator. <laughs> It's something else. Let's do some highs and lows. Well, Greg, I have started a newsletter. Lots of people have newsletters, but now I have one. You're unbelievable, Allison. It's like you, you have a new podcast that comes out on Saturdays now. You've got seven other podcasts. Now you have a newsletter. You got a Patreon. You have merchandise. I How don't do you have, do it? I don't do have do merchandise. I, yes, well, you do. You have I t-shirts. Do? No, I just have this one I'm wearing that is not available for sale anywhere. Oh, you never sold merchandise? I did, but it's the guys who sold it went out of business. And so I said, I will find a new place to sell them. And it has only taken me two and a half years, but I am so close to getting it up and running. I mean, truly, like, I'm in the process right now. And I know that no one believes me because I've been saying that for a long time, but really I'm closer than I've ever been. It's just, you know what? Let's just move on from that sad okay. topic. It's about that. The merch is a, truly about to be happening. Merch anyway, is yeah. overrated. Merch is overrated. There's a lot no. of overhead with merch. It's like, you got to pay for the shirt. You got to yeah. stock up every you size. Know what? Here's the deal, Greg, though. Once the merch happens though, then I've got this newsletter and I can yeah. just tell them. And I mean, it's just the built, the marketing is built in. No, but anyway, yeah, I have started this newsletter um, and uh, I've done two issues. It comes out weekly so far. I'm having so much fun with it because I am a writer. Yeah. Like that was my first career, but I never really write anymore. And, and actually recently I had a talk with myself that went like this. You know, you're a writer who doesn't write. Maybe you're not really a writer anymore, and maybe that's okay. Maybe this is real navel gazy, but I was like, maybe really you're a podcast. Like maybe you're a podcaster. Maybe you're not really a writer. Maybe you need to like l- allow yourself to just 
let that go. But I don't think I, I don't think that's really true. I think I really actually am a writer. But regardless of all that, that was very self-indulgent. Excuse that little tangent. Um, I have been really enjoying writing because every day I add a little bit to it. And it reminds me of the very early days of blogging. Um, and, you know, it's it, it is very much like a blog. It's like a lot of personal stuff. Um but it's just nice to be kind of expressing myself in this way again. And people seem to be enjoying it. And it's very fun. So that is my high. So you're bringing back blogging. In a way, yeah. It, I it love does it. feel like I I love am, it. Yeah. I'm inspired. I may do it too. You should. It's yeah. super fun. And like the state, it feels very low stakes. 240 words, right? Uh, well, that is Twitter. But you could have a short newsletter. Uh, no, Twitter's 240 characters. This is 240 words. Oh, yes. I guess or there's mine... that guy that taught for 240 years. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh, wow. What a commitment to teaching. I know. And the kids don't get any smarter because it's Mississippi. No. <laughs> Here's my high. <laughs> yes. My daughter is coming home on Saturday. Oh, yay. Yeah. She's got her spring break from school and she's coming home and we're going to pick her up at the airport and we're going to, um, you know, have some home cooked meals, play some game nights, play some poker. And uh, Aaron's brother will be around also. He's flying in from South Africa for uh, a visit. So he'll be here at the same time. And, and then his son lives in San Diego. So he's going to come up and, uh, and it's going to be a blast. And they're all coming to my St. Patrick's Day show this Thursday. Are you coming? I don't know. Oh, God, Allison, you never made it. I know. I really want to go. I have two young children, Greg. I get it. But, but I also get that I am like a child to you. Wait, what does that mean? You, that I'm like a, you know, I'm like a dependent on you. I need you there. Yes, it's true. And I can't neglect my firstborn. No. That's you. Yeah. Um, so it's, I'm very excited. She's coming home. I love her. I miss her. Um, I think she's in a really nice place in her life and I like to be around her energy right now, which is very like open and positive. And, uh, um, she just got a new tattoo. Oh, what is it? It's, uh, you know, Oh, the things you'll do. The Dr. Oh, yeah, Seuss. Seuss. It's like hol holding up like a big balloon that's going into the air. That's carrying her. Oh, um, cool. it's a, it's a book that she had a special kid that she used to babysit that loved that book. And she Aww. read it and the book meant a lot to her. And so she got it on the back of her shoulder, a little big, it's a little bigger than I would have loved, but you know, <laughs> she's 18. What am I going to do? You can't do anything. Nope. Oh, that's really exciting. I'm glad for you. Yeah. Is she still with the boyfriend? Oh yeah. And now is he down here or is he up there? He's up there. Oh, they went together. Yeah. Uh, does he live with her? Well, you know, there's this, uh, let's Things do our lows. Are... It's one of those? Let's do our lows. What's oh, yeah, low? let's do our lows. Yes. You know what? This is her business. No need for me to drag it into the public eye. Uh, listen, my low, which I thought was going to be a high, but it's a low. Let this be a warning to other parents out there. And I, it's, this still could go either way. But right now, I have to say it's a low. We got bunk beds for the kids. And now I spend all my time worried that my children are going to hurt themselves uh, right. because we got bunk beds for the kids. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, they're really neat. 
They look cool. Elliot sleeps in the bottom bunk. Owen is still in his crib. The plan is to move Elliot into the top bunk and Owen will transition from the crib to the bottom bunk. However, and Elliot even wants to sleep on the top bunk. But the idea of Elliot, I don't think Elliot would fall out of the top bunk. But sometimes he, very rarely, but occasionally he'll come into our, like he did this last night, he'll come into our bed in the middle of the night. So the idea of him climbing out of the bed in the middle of the night, what if he's tired? What if he falls? That worries me. Um, But then they are both so taken with this whole giant contraption in Elliot's room that they want to climb. They want to hang out on the top bunk. And I'm, I don't want them on the top bunk without someone supervising them. So now there's a whole new situation that needs to be supervised at all times. And I'm just like, why, why, why did I do this? I, why I like, I just didn't think it through. Yeah. Well, that's my, that's my, let me reassure you. We had bunk beds for the kids. They slept in them for a lot of years. They did. And, uh, never an issue, never a problem. Oh, good. Nobody ever fell. And if they fall, the kids are unbelievably tough. They really can't get hurt as much as you think they'll get hurt. I know. I know. I know I know there's not going to be a death or anything. But it's just the like uh having to rush to an emergency. It's just the pain in the ass of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the tears. Um at what age did you start the bunk beds? Oh, I don't remember exactly. Um 3 Okay, so that's how old that's how old Owen is. Yeah, I think three, three. and uh, and they were in them until I would say Owen was twelve. Okay, she was ten, and they were still in the bunk beds. They didn't want to be in a different room. They liked being in the same room. They liked being in the bunk beds together. Yeah, it's so sweet. Um, but I got up on the top, and I was looking down, and I'm like. Because I measured it out, and the bottom of the bottom of the top one is only four feet off the ground. So I was like, "These are low bunk beds." But somehow, now that they're all assembled and in the room, when I got up on the top one, I'm like, "This is still like a kind of high in the air." I yeah. think maybe my measure had my measurement had been wrong. Okay, what's your low? My low. Oh my god, my low is I did this show at. Uh, I have a low low, but I oh. didn't want to blow your fucking doors off you're gonna knock me out of the water with i'm not gonna do it no you're not going to i'm not gonna do it wait you have another low that you're sitting on i'm giving you a i'm giving you a high low i'm not giving you the low low well thank you i guess except now i got it now i'm like what's your low low i'll tell you off the air it's too heavy for even this show Oh my God. All right. I'm sorry. Whatever it is, I'm sorry. I'm going to die, Allison. Oh my God. I don't know when, but someday I'm going to die. I am too. Now, if the one person dies, do we split the ad revenue with the deceased family or does the person who survived win and they get to keep all the ad revenue for that week? Because we will have just recorded one probably before that person died. Right. Oh, that's a good question. Well, considering you control the purse strings, you'll probably just keep it. Excuse me. Yes. Um, I don't know. I'd never thought about that. I want you to promise me that, that when I die, because I will die before you, 
Okay. Men in my family don't live very long. Right. My grandfather died in his 50s. My father died in his 52. I'm 55 now. I'm going to die. I Wait, want no. you to pay that, my wife the money yeah, from yeah. the goddamn uh, yeah. grass Sorry, growing Sunday. I wasn't Sunday. thinking clearly. Yeah. yeah. If you die, Aaron gets your half of that episode's ad money. Okay, good. Of course. Thank you. Yeah. You Thank have you. Aaron, you have my word. All right. Okay. Um, so anyway, so I go to this. Sometimes people hit me up on social media and they ask me to do shows in LA at like coffee houses and bars. And I usually always say no, because you just never know what you're walking into. And a 90, 93% of the time I regret having done it. Mm-hmm. And so, so this, this woman writes me and she says, I have an art gallery and this comic did it. And this, she lists a bunch of really good comics that have done it. And she sends me pictures of it. So I say, all right, I'll do it. And I get there and it was like the most lit up. It was totally lit up. Sounds bright. You don't want that with comedy. You want everybody in the dark. It's right. lit up yeah. and it's small and it's crowded with people that are all impossibly young and multiracial and gay and straight and mixed. And it, there, was the, there was an it's L, there was a crowd. B, there was a T, there was a Q, there was a plus. They were all there. Okay. And I felt very old and white and middle-aged. Mm. And I went up and I was like ripping through my material in my head like, no, that's not right for this place. No, that's yeah. not right for this place. Right. I was in my head. I was not enjoying it. Mm. And how, uh, were, how were you doing though? I did fine. Like I did fine. I got laughs, but it's because I've been doing it for 31 years. I know how to get laughs. Yeah. I can always get laughs. But am I present? Am I right. breaking through? Am I transcending? And making it more about more than just the material. Am mm-hmm. I coming through it? Am I connecting? Right. None of that was happening. And I felt nauseous. And I drove to another show after that. And I almost threw up in the car. Because it was such an unpleasant experience? Yes. Wow, Greg. Yeah. I'm sorry. That sounds shitty. And I don't want to knock the place. The place was great. And I'm, I, I celebrate that these people exist. I celebrate that gay people now go out to an art gallery and hold hands and are empowered. It's wonderful. And uh, it's just, I felt like I was watching myself through their eyes uh-huh. with my slightly ironic kind of misogynistic jokes and my slightly ironic kind of racist jokes. Right. And it's not really where they're coming from. That's not right. what they dig. Right. Right. It's interesting. I wonder why she reached out to you. Maybe she's a fan of Childish and she's listening to this right now. Well, if so, we'd like to know. Did you think Greg was going to have, did you think he was going to go over more than he did? It might be the she, kind of thing. She wrote me and said she loved the set. That's what I was going to say. It might be the kind of thing where she's like, I thought you did fantastic and the crowd loved you. I bet that's how she feels. I, yeah. I don't think anybody there had any problem with me except for right. me. Yeah, I think you were up in your head over yeah. your, your, uh, your obsolescence. Yes. That is not that is, is not happening, but that you are worried about. Yes. It's a big existential crisis. It's a hard time to be a white guy, Greg. I get it. No one we, no one cries for the white man. But we had a good run, Allison yeah. Rosen. We had we we had a good run from forever until uh-huh. three years ago, which is a yeah. pretty good chunk of time. Yeah. Yeah, you really did. Yeah. Well, you're handling it well. Here's to us. Cheers. Um, should we do a voicemail? Let's do a voicemail. Let's do a voicemail. 
rang. This is Summer. Um, I have a 14-year-old son, and for me to get him in the shower and get him to brush his teeth on a regular basis, I would literally need to beat him, and I'm not going to beat him. So, Greg, can you explain why 14-year-old boys don't like to shower and don't care that they smell, and do you have any advice for how I can change this? Because it's the worst part of my week every week, discussing it every single day. Thanks, guys. Love you. All right. Well, it's a tough one because 14-year-old boys, he's hitting puberty. He's got all kinds of funk coming out of him, and they're active at that age. They're playing sports, and they don't want to shower. They, It's like I can remember loving the smell of my armpits when they first started smelling <laughs> and owning it and feeling like I didn't want that taken away from me. <laughs> So I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, first of all, just positive reinforcement. You don't want to hit the kid. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. But what can you do that would set up something where you you give him something for, or he earns something by taking a shower? Maybe he gets to masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> You get him a, a a box spring that isn't so creaky. Yeah, put some three three M uh, oil in the shower for him. Now I would say you know s- tell him something like uh, you know when you take a shower and you come out, then um, you get to uh, what could you give a fourteen year old that's I don't responsible. Know. Like, what's the screen time situation? Is that limited at all? And can that be a reward? Yeah, or by fourteen, do they just have their own phone? You get to stay what? up an extra hour that night, or uh, that's not good because you want your kids to sleep. Can you pay him? <laughs> Is can that you bad? Pay your kid to shower. I, yeah. you know what? Absolutely, absolutely, pay your kid to take a shower. <laughs> Say, I will give you $3. And, and the key is show them the $3. Pull yeah. out $3 bills. That's not bad because yeah. then we're talking $21 by the end of the week. Am I doing my math correctly? I yes. feel very dumb these days. $21. It's decent. You know, that, that's not that much, but maybe to, I don't know how, how that strikes a 14-year-old, but, you know, Yes. Pay yeah. them to shower. Yeah. And just know, you know, this too shall pass. It might be funky yeah. for a while, but yeah. eventually, uh, you know, they'll become self-conscious. Well, and- he's got to realize that girls are not turned on by that smell. Yeah. And she needs to appeal to him that I'm sure at 14 he's very concerned with girls and that maybe she should buy him some nice cologne and then on the days he doesn't shower, he can at least put on some Axe body lotion. Spray. Spray, right. Or lotion. Yeah. Yeah. I think we did it, Greg. I think we've solved some problems. Oh, my problems. God. We if did. You, if you have a question and you need our expert advice, uh, please write in. I mean, call in 805-317-4243. But also write in childishpod at gmail.com and follow us on social media at childishpod on Twitter and Instagram. And make sure you're subscribed. Tell a friend and leave us a nice comment on Apple Podcasts. We read them on the show sometimes. Did we do it, Greg? 
We did it, and I look forward to seeing. I know a lot of people from Childish. I got a bunch of emails of people that are coming to the St. Patrick's Day show, which is going to be Thursday, March 17th at the Hollywood Improv. Also, I'm going to be at the Comedy Store in La Jolla down in San Diego on April 8th through the 10th. Then I'll be in Spokane at the Comedy Club there, April 14th through 16th. New Orleans, Lafayette, Louisiana, Plainville, Massachusetts at a casino, Denver, Colorado, and Tacoma. All dates and tickets at fitzdog.com. And don't forget Sunday papers, people, every Sunday. I, can, I just want to circle back real fast and say, because I've just been in my head feeling like I wish when you said, are you going to make it to the March 17th show, instead of being like, I have too small. I wish I just said something like, I wish so badly I could make it. I don't think I'll be able to. Instead of how whatever I said that sounded, I don't know how I sounded. Um, I the here's the truth. The truth is, I'm not yet in a like going to places zone. Yeah. Um, although I want to be in one, and if I were going to places, your show would be like top of my list. Uh, and maybe I can get there because I know it would be a fantastic show. So I'm going to give it a maybe. Um, All right, give it a maybe, but understand, yeah. I totally understand. You don't need to give any excuse. I understand your life situation. I know how much you guys get out. And when you do go out at night, it's usually only as a family. Uh, it's family time and you're yeah. embracing it. And that's where you belong. But uh, all, yes, but that, but also, but I know it like COVID is so low right now, but I haven't gone anywhere where I'm like inside around people right. yet. Right. Um, but so I just want you to know. It is nothing about you or the show, which I think everyone should go to and which I wish I could go to. Right. Um, it's just more, I'm not there yet, um, but I want to be there. All but right. Anyway, well, thank yeah. you. Okay. You're welcome. Um, this has been so much fun. You guys, please uh, check out my other shows. Allison Rosen is your new best friend and Upworthy Weekly. And if you want to subscribe to the newsletter that I mentioned earlier, um, right now it is uh, the URL is too cumbersome to give it out because you uh, would need a pen and I forget what it is, but I'm, gonna, I'm switching it over to a different uh, the different uh, URL, which will, will be easier, but it's not there yet. So uh, if you are, find me on Twitter, Instagram, if you go to the link in my bio, it'll take you right to where you can go to, to subscribe. And it is right there. So Instagram or Twitter at Allison Rosen, um, link in bio, and it is right there. Okay, and don't forget savethechildren.org. You can help. There's, you know, kids that are being exposed to injury, hunger, cold, freezing temperatures. They'll help them out for you if you give them some money. All right, Allison, good hanging out with you. Good seeing you. And I am Greg Fitzsimmons. I'm Allison Rosen. And we are Childish. Childish.